like talking about the story that I just forget and I just trail off and then I yeah I just, it's gone but we're here now and guys this is officially episode 16 is it sweet 16 sweet 16 last week or last episode we kept calling the episode episode 16 oh boy were we fools but it's episode 16 of infinity content podcast welcome back everyone infinity content podcast for those of you that haven't been listening you know we're the podcast where half the population may have been wiped out by thanos's big golden snap but we're still here and none of the comics got snapped away so we've got a lot of content to read for years and years to come an I'm infinite amount an infinite amount uh, my name is Trevor, and with me today I have Roman Statler. Hi, I'm playing with my mic. Oh yeah, that's nice. And as always, my good friend, my good chum, my boy, my bee. Your Blue Ranger. My Blue Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I love Blue Ranger. Uh, Colton Dion. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. So we're back again. Our Infinity Gems. A lot sooner than last time. We're we're making. I'm making myself a personal commitment to. You know, we got a, we got an infinite amount of books. Podcast. We don't want to get buried under those infinite <laughs> amount of books. We're back today to uh, oh, I want to do like like a police scanner thing. It's like I don't know if it'll pick it up on the mic. Uh, oh, Eunice, we got a possible number one uh, at the Holly Street location. Uh, number one is in number one good read. All available officers, please uh, review Criminal uh, by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Well, I guess you can figure that out in post-editing. You might want to do it twice. I know. I'm looking at the sound bars. I'm like, oh, that's that's going to be something. And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know what, though? It was like Bane trying to talk like somebody from like the 60s or something, or like the 40s. Oh, Batman! <laughs> Batman! <laughs> oh, see you, Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be doing Criminal, Volume 1 by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. Roman, after you pick this book... Though I remember you saying you, you didn't mean to pick this book. You were thinking I, of something else. I did else. screw up. I was thinking Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I was thinking actually I'm not even sure it was Sean Phillips. I in my head I was picturing Kill or Be Killed. Oh. Which is also a crime book, but there's a big supernatural maybe element to it. Or maybe the main character is just insane, we don't know. Um and then when and then, and then when I think you said it later, no, you criminal, I was like, Oh wait, well that's a good series too. Yeah. Well, we'll get to Kill or Be Killed. We got lots of time. Yeah. You know what? Uh, the fact that it says "criminal coward" on it and it's orange does give some like really good, appropriate Trump vibes with impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, you coward! <laughs> this is the perfect week for this. Yeah. Uh, it's so, I gotta say, this was very, very good. Uh, very I mean, different from anything you would normally read. I know. It's I'm a capes and tights enthusiast all the way, and it's not that I don't enjoy. I mean, my time at the comics place, and even now, I can pick up a comic that's not. A DC or Marvel comic, and I can find a lot of enjoyment in it. It's just so hard to get out of my pull list. <laughs> Every like, it's just like, oh, pick up this or like something else coming. I'm like, I really want to get that, but I also can't drop what I've got. Yeah. <laughs> I've already made sacrifices, and there's still too much capes on my pull list. <laughs> so it's trades. I get most of my image, my dynamite, my you know indie publishers through trades, um, with you know the very very rare. Like ones where it's, I have to pick when I sub, like what can I wait long enough? You might want to get the first uh, issues of some of them though, because you know, Saga number one is how much we're Yeah, how much but now. I'm not like a seller, and the problem is, is like once I start, well, when it's worth like stop. you know a hundred times the amount you buy I'm, for, I'm like it, a, I'm like a comic comic avalanche baby. Once I get the first one, two, three, I'm on a roll. Well, just don't read it. Just think about it as like a stock or something that might 
glow I, up later. Yeah. I mean, I caved. I called. I was telling you, I finally, I read that last issue of Powers of X last mm. week, and I just had a deep sigh after seeing a couple advertisements for a couple, two of the book, the Wave 1 Dawn of X books. It's called, I'm like, all right, I just need to subscribe to the last three. Just give me all six. I don't care. Like, I want them all. Like, I'm all. I'm excited for all of them. Wow, I know I am. You're defeated by that infinite content. Yeah. I, and then, you know, Wave 2 is probably going to be double the amount of X-Men books. And I'm going to, you know, say I'm only going to get two. And then it's going to turn into more. You, you know in anime when, like, something really troubling happens, like, goes all black and the character, like, they, like, fall in slow motion? Or, like, whatever, the outlined in white? <laughs> I feel like that was you. Like, you read the, like, ads for it. And it just, like, blew your mind. No, it's the, uh, what do you call it? Like, the marketing thing. Like, the seven points of contact or whatever. Like, it takes seven times to see something <laughs> and, like portrayed you for you to finally go i do want that i feel like you like you clutched your pearls down and like they broke and slowly fell to the ground no, that's dc <laughs> we'll get that again don't worry robert pattinson's got to have his turn <laughs> they all get they all get their feedback but we're not here for robert pattinson we're not here for x-men we're here for criminal uh we're gonna dive into some very heavy spoiler territory as we always do mm -hmm. you mean uh, the story yeah <laughs> Well, the story, and, you know, we're going to be breaking down the story while we, you know, discuss our thoughts on it. Uh, Roman, do you want to take us through? Uh, yeah, do you, okay. you want to be our guy? Yeah. Yeah, this was my pick for the for this podcast. Um, this is my first time reading it, too. Oh, nice. Um, a lot of times I've already read these things. This I'm fresh to this. Um, <clears throat> criminals still going on nowadays, but one of the interesting things about this crime series is he... It, it shares characters, but he jumps back and forth. Like the current, the current issues, monthly issues, are dealing with two characters, the dad and the son, who in this very first story in Volume 1, they're both dead. They've been killed years before. But in the current one, they're still around, and the kid's a teenager, so it's set back okay. in the 70s. That's I'm kind of like shook now, because I thought that it was just like one-off like anthology, and now the idea of like an interconnected <laughs> anthology has blown my mind. Well, you blew yeah. my mind there, too, because I, I saw the issue like 10 on the shelf, fiction. and uh, yeah. Yeah. the review site that I work for, like they just did a review of 10, and I was like reading these characters, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then when I was reading this, something I really liked, I was like, wow, this felt like a one- self-contained story even as a volume one it felt like it had a beginning and an end yeah. and then i saw there was obviously other volumes and i heard something about different characters so i was like oh that's cool it's kind of like a like a black mirror of crime stuff where they're self-contained stories within the same name i was like that'd be great for like a yeah. netflix series like you follow different it's like a true detective i with different th people I, see i agree with series. that would but be. now but if there's like that, but if it's jumping through time, well, that's why like I feel like a Pulp Fiction metaphor is more appropriate because I feel like if it's that well constructed, there's also a greater story when you like you put all the pieces together mm -hmm. because you actually can see it all for what it is, like how they're all interconnected oh, versus just like the crime itself. I can't get any more of these volumes on my shelf because if they're jumping <laughs> through time. I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to number the or put these in numerical order. I'm gonna have like three in no, front no, of no. one. Okay, like, <laughs> it's gotta be chronological. But that's why you have to like think of it as like this is intentional that it was given to you in this order so that you would appreciate it in the way that oh. it's like being unfolded to you. I mean, I I, I would appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying yeah. it's gonna it, it can't go on my shelf because it's gonna it's you, gonna be. You could do some like weird uh, not Hamble Lecter. 
like leather facing where you like skin the covers off of them and, and like place them to each other. Tape. Well, you can still <laughs> hand people like, oh, like here's the order three, three, one, two, that four. Really but you got to read one first. That sounds really yeah, hipster of you being like, oh, actually, uh, excuse me, this order is better. <laughs> I mean, it's like trying to, it's trying to, it's like trying to explain New Fifty Two Superman, like the order of that in action comics, like what comes before what again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's interesting. And actually, the letters page, text page of like the latest issue of Criminal, mm-hmm. last week's issue. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was the one before that, uh, Brubaker writes that he's been asked that question, and he says, well, no, you should read, like, the volumes, whatever, in order, because I did, I did write them with a, even if I changed things, I did write them with an overall plan. Ah. So, yeah, it's best if you read them all in order. I like that. <laughs> okay. you could read them. Just yeah. remember, these writers, they obsess about every little thing in their story. Everything is intentional, like... Every little like way they like frame anything in a comic is intentional. We're picking. I've been picking apart House of X and Powers of X, dude. I know all about the intentional. And I'm gonna go to study, and there's gonna be a bunch of like pictures with like red lines everywhere. I mean, it's gonna be like that time or the time that you came over to my uh, what do you call it? residence hall? I don't want to call it a dorm. I had papers all over the floor, <laughs> like a conspiracy theory. With red lines. Yeah, it's like I'm lines. finishing my final project here for like a like a big. I had like a travel destination tour thing I had to create for yeah. like my eco friendly. Yeah, yeah I it was part. Yeah, it was partnered with the study abroad thing. I just I, I he had to watch where he stepped in my room. So then I had to, like residents come to talk to me. I'm like, oh, you can only step in these spots. Did you like growl at them or something like that? No, you know I'm a very gentle person. Even <laughs> when they stepped, I might have cried inside. I'm like, oh. but most of it wasn't even like erased or scrapped papers. It was like, oh, half this page is no longer usable because it's like that stuff on the top didn't matter. So I just overlaid something else on top of it and just started over. Very Stranger Things of you. It was really bad. <laughs> Anyways, criminal. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, <laughs> this criminal. Is what I do. I get us off topic. Um, <laughs> so this opens up with a prologue that's uh, during a bank robbery, and um, looks like the Joker from uh, the Dark. Yeah, Knight. they're all wearing they're all wearing white. Like they all don't mask. give a shit about each other. Yeah, and it, this is an inter- our introduction to. Um, what's interesting? This first bit, there's no dialogue. It's all uh, narration, um, captions by our quote unquote hero, our main character Leo. Um, robbery goes bad. The, crim- the cops show up. Um, some of the bad guys open fire, shoot out with the cops, and Leo escapes. And one other guy escaped down an alley. Um, but one of the guys, the cops show up. One of the guys gets shot, and we see a good image of him, like pleading with Leo to to help him somehow or something. Leo keeps going because um, he follows. He mentions he follows. There's certain rules that you always follow. Um, to stay alive in this world and to stay safe, and Leo l- lives his life by these rules. I like it. It's very. Uh, I thought of it as very much Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got his rules. I yeah. love his escape though. Is he? Like you say he follows his rules. He's already got his escape route. Yeah, I thought that was covered. very clever. He pulls he's out a bike outfit, asshole hat. Yeah, with he's got a bike messenger glass visor. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes to check on like, Oakley's the situation. on the back of his head. Yeah, yeah, and he just rides right past the cops. And yeah. everything because you know it's just a bike messenger see him all the time in the big city one little aside I, I never did figure out what city this is in it's some I city s- by either a big lake or a bay it says five years later the city so I yeah. don't know if we're necessarily oh, supposed yeah, to know yeah maybe it is no certain city yeah. I don't know I always just assume New York yeah. that's what yeah. I assume too and I did too because later on it, we like see an elevated the, train yeah, and I was like county. okay what cities have elevated Chicago, New York um, like but it doesn't matter it's the city it's a generic city <laughs> there's a city and then there's the country and that's and yeah, that's the world yeah. yeah so he escapes and then it's 
we jump five years later um, to a museum of modern art and there's a what seems like a couple private eyes or maybe cops and they're watching a guy who turns out to be our main character Leo and uh, they're watching him to see what he's up to um, but he, he makes them he knows he's being watched and he ditches a folder in the garbage takes off and one of the cops follows him out um, gets him up against the wall does a pat down uh, turns out the other cop Seymour uh, knows Leo and they want to bring him in on a deal. Turns out they're crooked cops. Um, we get to see how Leo here is, he's really good at what he does. He he lists wallets and stuff, not for money, but because the big thing nowadays, and this is set a few years back, but the big thing actually, the big money is an identity theft. So he steals wallets and then sells their uh, ID, their their credit cards and IDs for you know a thousand bucks a pop. Smart. But yeah, I thought, wow, that's that's really clever. And it's not very dangerous. Leo, the title of this volume is Coward, and Leo has a reputation for being a coward because he plays by the rules, and if there's any danger of gun gunplay, that kind of stuff, apparently he takes off. He doesn't take any risk. And he does it in a way where he, because he knows the ins and outs, the cameras and stuff, he does it easily, too. He can just yeah. get out. It's going to prove he's so good in a superhero comic book, like that he's going against like this ultimate cowardly villain who just is like <laughs> super planned out. He's like, no, I don't want to fight. No, sorry. So I could just imagine him in Batman. He's just like, here's my Batman rules. <laughs> don't do this. Yeah. Or here, here's my Punisher rules. I, I mean, that's a super thing. But yeah, just hands down, like this would make such a good, his character is so interesting right off the bat. With his, hands. with his rules that it would make such a great like Netflix show like yeah it's, ah, it's good yeah and apparently these crooked cops they want to use Leo because he's so good and Seymour knows this he's so good at um, <clears throat> making a good plan getting covering all the angles and getting away at the end and they're what they want to do is um, do a diamond heist because there's an evidence van a couple times a week goes to the courthouse with evidence in it and usually these aren't hit because nobody knows what's going to be in the evidence van well since one of these guys is a crooked cop he, he knows what's going to be in the van on a certain day and there's five million dollars in, in diamonds going to be in the van so they're going to hit that take the diamonds um split the take um leo doesn't want to get involved in, at first because it sounds too risky and he doesn't like he's just got a bad feeling about this Oh, not Seymour, but the other cop whose name I forget. Um, Jeff. Jeff. He's got a bad feeling about Jeff. Those darn Jeffs. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey now. Uh, That's true. You're like a Jeff magnet. I do. I know a lot of Jeffs. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So Leo takes off. He's gonna. He says no, but then it's Seymour convinces him. Well, think about it. You know. And you just think about it. Yeah. He and away, so he, he takes off, and he knows. And Jeff's like, "What the fuck was that? She let me hit him." And Seymour's like, "No, no. He'll come around. Don't worry." Um, I got a backup plan. So then we follow Leo back home, and on the way on the train platform, you know, he's he's doing just a little. There's some altercation going on, two guys down the platform, and while that's going on, Leo is casually like lifting people's wallets and per, you know, change purses a little bit because he's really good at what he does. I'm always amazed about that in movies too when you see 
like a pickpocket that can like reach in. I just want to know how like, real that actually is because I, I feel, was I was do too. Because I like let me tell you, I wear pants that are way too tight, and I maybe they can judge that. Like they're just like really like looking for like muffin tops or something, so they, they yeah. know where not to go. <laughs> but I just always feel like it'd be so weird to just like not realize there's a handed like on your body. I always just picture yeah. those really good Jenga players. I just, well, or like, I just like think it'd be funny if they had like really sticky hands and they just like get in there and they just like go for wherever they can get. I always wonder too, like when I'm in a big city, I, if I'm wearing a jacket, I put my my wallet in the front jacket, and if it has a zipper or snap, you know, I close that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what do they do if they reach in somebody's front jacket and there's a zipper or snap? And you would feel that, you would feel it be pulled. Oh. Or maybe they, I don't know. I'm not. Apparently, we're not. Any of us are pickpockets. Slide of hand. I was going to say, Skyrim, you know, the totally factual game that it is, <laughs> like, shows uh, pickpocketing's on Spectrum. Yeah, you can, you can get, uh, <laughs> you can get, so someone's really good, they could just walk up to you and take your clothes off in front of you and be like, whoa, where <laughs> my clothes go? That's true. <laughs> oh, that was so funny about Skyrim. Um, so Leo's riding the train home. He's thinking about this guy, Seymour. Apparently, Seymour was involved in this failed bank job five years previously and he doesn't trust this whole new this whole new uh job being offered him because and he's bothered because he's like how can seymour trust you know what this cop the other cops in the city what they did to our friends the guys that got <coughs> killed uh, and he's suspicious of it all but and and leo's kind of deep you get a feel you get the impression here he's he's a thinker i mean he's talking about um these guys that died, and yeah, they were criminals, but they're in this life, and he's thinking about the faces of their, wi- their widows and children and stuff, and and you know, you don't you don't dislike Leo. No. You know, he reminds me of that uh, the helper guy on uh, Breaking Bad, the uh, the fish guy, not the fish guy, the bald guy. Yeah, was oh. his name like Fish? Roman, have you seen Breaking Bad? You know, I've only seen the first episode. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's a whole different world. There's, like, this helper-assistant guy. Keep talking, and, and I will figure it out. Uh, are you ever going to watch it? Probably. I hear it's really good. I like I like what's-his-name, Cranston. It's really good. Uh, so there's, like, a transition where this person goes from helping this one character to helping, like, Walter. But he thinks Walter is, like, too sporadic and dangerous. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, always been, like, really calm, helpful person who thinks everything out. Okay, not fish. Sorry. It's Mike Ermin trout, ermin trout. I guess that is. It is fish in a way. There you go. Figured out how it got placed there in your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Mike. Yeah, he was a really, he was really nice guy. Mm -hmm, I just liked him. Oh, he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. The show (laughs) ended. Oh, I. They're giving spoilers. No, it wasn't. Or maybe not. Come on out. Listen, we're spoiling on the book. I can, I can avoid spoiling other things. (laughs) Um. Leo gets home to his apartment. There's he opens the door and right and right away we see there's there's a some kind of live-in nurse or visiting nurse that she's all pissed off because um, whoever she's was there taking care of he uh, he took he took my underwear off and made him just disappear and it turns out that's Ivan hey, he's Skyrim guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he yeah. literally is yeah and Ivan is um, one of his father's buddies that his dad Leo's dad and Ivan taught Leo. All the pickpocketing, pocketing skills, all of that. Um, and now Leo takes care of Ivan. Um, Ivan's got got Alzheimer's, but he's still got all his pickpocketing skills. Somehow he removed this woman's, this rather large woman's uh, underwear without her 
knowing it. Well, I also was going to say, I might potentially be like, yeah, if this person with Alzheimer's who's also like high on smack yeah. is able to take your underwear off, maybe you aren't paying enough attention. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I, I was wondering, was she asleep? I mean, was she sleeping on the job? What the heck? Shows up, puts the TV on, passes out. <laughs> yeah, Maybe she has some heroin too. Like yeah, everybody's yeah. Like, yeah. just chilling. Yeah, because yeah. I don't care how good you are at, at lifting things. You're not going to get somebody's underwear off without them knowing. If they're conscious, I mean, come on. It's got to be like a weird Rube Goldberg machine, like yeah, <laughs> thing yeah. happening. Yeah, and we do find out later that um, oh, a couple pages later that uh, yeah, not only does Ivan have Alzheimer's, he's also a heroin addict. Um, and they, you know, since they're criminals, they can't get medical care or anything. So Leo's just taking care of this guy, uh, trying to, and they're burning through nurses because this guy's always like. Leo had a line of dialogue like, like that, you know, Ivan thinks he's 30, so mm-hmm. he's always trying to... to Apparently sexually assault nurses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is a good point. How come all these nurses have made file complaints against these guys? I mean... They're criminal nurses. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole criminal underworld we don't know anything about. Um, Crim- so, criminal accountants and bureaucrats. Yeah, so Leo tries to get her to stay another week till he can find somebody else. That doesn't work. She's like, nope, this is it. If if you touch me again, I'm afraid I'll kill him. And she quits. And then we see, and then we see as he puts Ivan to bed, we see the the spoon and the needle there on the the bed stand. And then his dialogue talks about that um, about Ivan's problem. And then a woman shows up, and she was uh, the the wife, the partner of one of the guys that got killed um, back during the bank robbery five years ago. And she's got a daughter now, or she's got a daughter, just her and the daughter. Um, I, I have to make a comment about the art in this section. Yeah. I'm a child of 90s cartoon smoking propaganda, so I always do think it looks really cool. Uh, <laughs> but I think that the artwork in this scene is really cool because we don't really know her that well. Like, they use a good job of, like, having the smoke, like, block her face or, like, like it's just really the art is also really good. It's subdued yeah, very much compared to other comic mm-hmm. art, but it's... So if it's the tone, like it's not gaudy in any way, I just love, like our main character. I love how they yeah. draw the pupil on her on uh, the third panel. Mm-hmm. Right, full uh, Catwoman eye. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. super good. It's like the angle's really cool. It it really is. I noticed other parts in this book where I thought, wow, that's a really like kind of crude amateur amateurish face, kind of. Mm-hmm. But for the tone and everything, that's it, it's good. It, weird, feels, it works really, weirdly feels very well. Lois Lane right now. Yeah. In current comics. I just she's a, she's a chain yeah. smoker. She's she's <laughs> she's got the '90s nostalgia that you got from smoking. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> what well, you do not do you not see people smoking? You're like, wow, you look cool, even though you're gonna die of horrible respiratory issues. Like just every day. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, you you not you know where I live. Especially like your <laughs> everybody smoked. Yeah, but you but does your brain say that's cool? I should do that. No, it was gross. It is gross. People that's... were throwing at, like cigarettes in the classroom. Oh, so I didn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah, people were chew, like spitting their chew on the carpet and like putting their like putting their cigarette cigarettes out walking into class. Did you go to the high school that didn't get burned down? Or were you at the new high school? I was at the high school. The what was remaining of the high school that didn't burn down when it was open campus, but that all still. 
all that habit still transition into the new high school. That's disgusting. Yeah. Roman, <laughs> our high school got burned down by some arsonists who thought that they were going to get rid of their school records if they burned on the high school, not knowing oh that God. there was a record building. Uh, and <laughs> so camps. they built a brand new high school. So that's what all this was about. Wow. And, then, and apparently there's people who are chewing and we, this reflects where we're from. Yeah. Uh, that they're chewing tobacco and spitting on the ground. Aberdeen. Oh, never. Okay. Kirk Cobain yeah. land. Yeah, yeah Kirk Cobain, that yeah. Macklemore song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll never get over how mad I used to get when people were like, oh, you're from Aberdeen, you like Kurt Cobain? I'm like, obviously. That's why I live there. Obviously. <laughs> I was else? born wow. there for Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew. I knew the stars that aligned knew. Every, every like, the universe knew this is where I wanted to be. <laughs> Come as you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, criminal. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Greta, that's her name. Greta. Yeah. She has come here because apparently she also. Well, she she of course knows Seymour because they were all in, involved in this job, the bank job. Um, she's come here because she wants to uh, get in on this job, and Seymour sent her uh, to find what's in. And of course, of course, Leo freaks out because he's like, "Does Seymour know where I live? I, I mean, he doesn't want these people to know where he lives." But Greta figured it out on her own. Um, or, so, or so she claims. Yeah, or or yeah, or or her ex, her former living husband told her. Who knows? Um, but she wants to get on the job too because you know she's trying to get her and her daughter out of the city, out of this life. Um, uh, he doesn't want to work with her because uh, apparently she's a junkie. She's not using now, she says. But he's got. It's one of his rules. He doesn't work with junkies too unpredictable um but yeah she's been sober for years um kicked it after having a baby but he says after having the baby uh, questionable 90s dude yeah no no (laughs) she said she said i had a baby asshole i i had i had i had it kicked but his reply is no one ever really kicks so you know freaking deep yeah 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 Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot of layers to these these folks um so she leaves. She she accuses them of being a coward. Everybody always says that. And she says, "Oh, but they're but they're right." And her husband paid for that because he got killed. Um, then a couple hours later, Leo goes to the Undertow Bar, which is a hangout for all these criminals. He talks to the bartender, who's a good buddy on, a good buddy with him. And that guy is going to be important later. His name's Gnarly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to do to get a name like that? Yeah. <laughs> Something radical, probably. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 360 no scope. And here we see a thing. Uh, Gnarly asks, if, if you read Frank today, Frank is a comic strip in the criminal universe. Um, oh, it's getting meta. Yeah, that I thought that <laughs> I thought was pretty cute because it's called Frank Kafka, Private Eye. So based on Franz Kafka, and it's just this weird strip, just like Kafka's writing that kind of, goes around it's a little surreal the main character never really achieves anything he wants to achieve and it's written by jacob k which i think is a reference to jack kirby because oh. his real name was jacob kurtzenberg oh do you think at the end of this i guess maybe it's a stretch like the how you said like he never really gets what he wants done is that kind of like also a metaphor for uh leo I mean, that would I be think, a Watchmen, basically. Think, yeah, yeah. It would just maybe think of think of that a giant metaphor within the comic with the comic. Yeah, because you know it doesn't make your eyes cross and your brain explode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh wow, I hadn't noticed this with my first read through. Um, 
there there's a picture above the bar and I think that's that might be the same it's the picture yeah. that later on we see in the farmhouse yeah it is yeah okay I was I was double checking that when uh <laughs> when it came up cool um I distracted myself uh so they talk a bit about this this job oh and Leo's trying to track down a guy named Donnie who he wants to get in on this job Donnie is um He's got some really good scams of his own that, that'll help out here. Um, yeah. Yeah, his, uh, Don, Don, Donnie's uh, fake seizures, fake seizures yeah. in the subway. I also, I really loved that he said it was $97 going to the ER. And I'm like, what luxury like country do you live in where it's only $97 go to the ER? <laughs> he lives in the city, which takes place in the country. In, in the world? In the world. <laughs> in on the country of the country, mm-hmm. you know, in the United place. How, how much is it to go to the, I've never been to the ER. Ooh, so. uh, well, yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you some of my ER bills. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, more than $97. More than $97. Huh? <laughs> it is a, a fair amount. I think huh. when I busted my face open, uh, it was about 300. Oh, wow. That's so cheap. Uh, I, <laughs> well, uh, I got, I got some help okay. on that one. <laughs> Uh, it was in someone else's house. Uh, that's helpful. Good yeah. job. Other people's insurance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think like I like was playing flag football and I broke my nose when I was in seventh grade. And I went and I waited for seven hours in the ER. Uh, got told that I may or may not have a broken nose. Got thrown a prescription for Vicodin, uh, and they charged my parents like five hundred fifty dollars with a teacher's health insurance plan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ER. Damn. Yeah, so he like this. This is a good like these, good deal. I'd be like, that's fine. You can go. You can find your own ninety-seven dollars to go to the ER. Wow. Yeah. Of course, I don't know when, what year the story is set in. I was. I was ever, there's do, cell phones. There's a flip phone. There are phones, cell. Yeah, so I'm, a, phone. Okay. I'm going with like early two thousands. Okay. Is when it takes place before okay. Obamacare. Before Obamacare. Well, actually, no. I like Obamacare. Obamacare did not make insurance. ER trips. Yeah. Uh, super expensive. Well, even it if it's ninety-seven dollars, I think this dude gets his money because he talks about in here it's pretty interesting that even like he has repeat people pay him again just because something about his performance the way he makes the sound i don't know do do you see those eyes right there i think it might just be sheer fear (laughs) (laughs) i would i'd be like please just take my money and leave me alone he's got a very uh his like hairstyle is very plucked i was gonna say like tommy from the rugrats like the little like just stubble hair on his head, it's very interesting compared to everybody else's. Just lines. It's just yeah, it's like lines. <laughs> it's like a Charlie Brown hairstyle. <laughs> oh yeah, this is Donnie we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Donnie's the guy. And yeah, one of his scams is he goes on the subway, and and apparently he really does have uh, whatever like narcolepsy. No. Yeah, some, no, it's not narcolepsy. narcolepsy. Uh, some kind epilepsy. of sleep epilepsy. epilepsy. Yeah, he really does have epilepsy. Which <laughs> no, I, I, I thought the bartender yeah. had a great line where he said. Where Leo says he really is epileptic, gnarly, and gnarly replies, probably probably why he can fake it so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, that's his scam. He goes on the subway or whatever and, and has an epileptic fit or pretends to have one, and then he gets up and he starts, you know, great actor starts saying, oh, I, I'm sorry, I, I just had a seizure. I need to go to the emergency room. I'm like, please, can, can any of you give me some money to go? And, and I guess it works every time. And and the narration is, a, there's, he's so good, there's something in his voice that even people that have seen him do this before 
still give him yeah. money again. That's very interesting. <laughs> like, oh, what's your Venmo? <laughs> I love uh, going back to like how much like, we're both we're all kind of fascinated with this Leo character that Edward Baker's done. It's all these little moments, like things where after he's talking about going to see Donnie and he's leaving Gnarly, there's some patron at the bar who's you know mad that Gnarly's hmm. you know listening to this guy because obviously there's history. Uh, like it's alluding to him being a coward and yeah. all that stuff, but Gnarly is super defensive about it and like no, this that guy's you know he's a legend basically. And it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. Yeah. Like, so rich, this character's like history, and we yeah. like, don't even really know full out. Yeah, all these great hints. I mean, Narla says, you know less than shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's you're... and he's so pissed off about it. He's like, yeah. no, you don't know. Just makes this makes Leo such a such a like character with depth. Just, man, just never get to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, so he gets meets up with uh, Donnie, gets Donnie in on the job. Um and then we find out that the crooked cop, Seymour and Jeff, the crooked cops, um, turns out Jeff has also got some kind of deal going on with, um, I love this guy's name. Uh, Roy L.T. Roy L.T. Roy, but he wants to be called Roy L.T. Um, but then in the, through the book, everybody just calls him Roy L. Like they don't yeah, want to do the yeah. T. <laughs> they don't want to do the T. I thought I just call him, I want to call him like BLT. <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody had made that joke. They're all afraid of him. But yeah, the, the, Jeff calls him up and he's busy beating up beating up this guy's tied up. But it turns out this guy is he's some wannabe kingpin, drug kingpin that's setting himself up and well, kind of pretty well set up because people are scared of him and he's he's running some things. So it turns out Jeff, the crooked cop, is working for him, but Leo doesn't know that. Yeah. And then we go to four days later. Uh, Seymour and Leo are staking out something um we get to see some more of leo's rules because and the artwork here is great too because leo's just sitting behind the driver's wheel both hands up on the wheel at two and ten and seymour's like i'm gonna go get a coffee he's like no we're working <laughs> we're on a clock here it takes two seconds get out of that seat and i walk i swear to god so apparently one of the rules is you stay in the car you do the stakeout, no matter how many days it is. You oh don't go gosh. out. I would hate this guy. <laughs> I just be like, come on, like, yeah. fifteen minute. Oh yeah, I'd go nuts. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm sure he'd be a little bit happier, you know, with uh, what do you got, like Uber Eats and stuff. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drive yeah. up. Just can you toss the food through this open window? Yeah. They've got what do they got? Well, I don't know about the city, but I'm sure like cities have bike delivery food services. I mean, you could just ask somebody on the street, hey, I'll give you five bucks if you'll go over here and get this for me. Yeah, yeah. And they've been there three days already. Yeah. But so he tells he tells Seymour he can read the paper if you want, and then we see another of the, the Frank Kafka private eye strips, and he's still getting nowhere within the strip. So they've been checking out, um, oh, the route that the armored car takes to go from the uh, police lockup to the, to the courts with evidence in it. So they're just mapping out the routes there, and we find out a bunch of information about how the blood diamonds and, and just exactly how, why they're doing this job, why they decide to hit this, and how this is all going to work, which is all pretty interesting. Because, again, us not having criminal minds, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. I, yeah, I love, I love that it just also shows, because, you know, Seymour's getting, wants to go out and have coffee, and Leo's just like, oh, we stick to the rules, stick to the rules. And Seymour's kind of just questioning it constantly. And then you finally see 
like after so many days, Leo's kind of got this plan you see getting set in motion where he's like figuring it out as he goes. Like so, he's got Donnie that stays yeah. in the car. Yeah, we yeah. find out this is a trial run. Yeah, just to just to check everything, and then he's like, "We've got our plan. Get your cop. We're, we're we can get going. We get started." Yeah, yeah, they got it set up so Donnie has a broken down car that in front of armored cars van route, so it's forced to detour into this tunnel, like right right before rush hour. So that's going to delay things. It's all very smart. Um, then they meet up with the crooked cops, and turns out the crooked cops bring in a couple other guys of theirs, which Leo's like, what the hell's this? I'm not, I'm not, we don't need these guys. What are they doing here? Here's Katana. She's with me. Yeah, yeah. And right away, and right away reading this, you're like, oh, man, just get out now, Leo. What the hell? <laughs> um, too many unknowns. I, wanna, I really want to talk about this section here that you're about to get to just yeah. because it, it, it goes more into like the whole Leo thing that I was like, wow, this I like this character, he's a criminal. Is his whole thing where he's going over the plan and then, you know, after he settles with these extra cops, he's like, whatever, I'll place them. But his one of his big rules is no guns on this. On a heist. Like a five million dollar diamond <laughs> heist. It's like, ooh, okay. Like you're gonna, you know, like really adding on some extra difficulty for this one. Like, I can't even imagine doing this in, like, a GTA game. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it, that was really interesting, though I think he says... His uh, reasoning's really good. Like, you know, you you want us to shoot them. Like, aren't like aren't they your fellow cops? Like, this is non-negotiable. He talks about people with a gun. Like, it's just going to cause more of a problem. Yeah. Like, it, like very good rationale stuff, even though, as a as myself as a reader, probably these people are like, this is could go real sideways real fast. It'd be nice to have a gun. And he's like, nah, we don't need yeah, it. Yeah, and Leo and Leo's whole reasoning is that it's going to go even more sideways with guns because yeah. violence just spirals out mm-hmm. and and causes just losing more control. And you see that kind of basically it made me look back at the very first couple pages when it first started where you see him kind of lifting up the mask and it's kind of this look of like concern and regret because you see them with guns and you yeah. see that he doesn't have one so it's obviously this is where yeah and he's as off. soon as they pulled out guns he was like this is i'm off yeah he's behind the wall kind of looking around looking around the corner going oh shit yeah because it was <laughs> i'm guessing the way it's the way it sounds is like it could have been a plan where guns weren't supposed to be involved but then they pulled out guns and then he was just nope i'm out like this is gonna go bad no matter what now kind of thing I'm like oh interesting yeah yeah it's oh it's all so good um so they have they have their meet and talking about the plan and everything I mean I'm gonna skip over a couple little things just because yeah, yeah. I don't, don't want to spoil too much no worries um and there's a lot go it's, yeah. very, it's very dense yeah. in and, a good way yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a six issues with so much so much in it yeah I'm so impressed great. with Brubaker's writing on everything from Captain America to, to the fade out but everything yeah um and so Leo leaves the meeting, and Greta shows up, and uh, and she points out, you know, these bastards are going to try and screw us, right? That's why he's bringing in his whole crew, these mm-hmm. extra guys, and and Leo knows that, um, and he thinks they'll try to grab the diamonds or or fuck us out of it. Our end after the heist is done. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out what to do, and and she can't pull out because she needs it and. The look on her face, and it's half her face is shadow, and she's no, I need this. Her daughter's got medical stuff; can't afford not to try this. And he's the same way, you know, with with Ivan and all that. Um, so they're just, they're just deciding, you know, let's keep our eyes open, figure out what's going on. 
Um, he still doesn't trust her fully because she's like, well, what's our backup plan? He's like, since when did you and I become a team? Um, and he tells her just to follow the plan. I'm not going to let anything happen to you or the take. And he just wants her to accept that because he doesn't fully trust her again because of the junkie thing. Um, and then the narration, the next the next text pam text block. I, but with the job a day away, and I was like, oh, my God, the job is <laughs> going to happen in tw less than 24 hours. Jeez, this is ridiculous. Move um, so let's see here. We do some more planning. We see Nar or geez, Ivan and Leo on the train, and we get a little glimpse into. You don't expect this in a, just a, a crime heist book. They're on the train, and uh, he distracts Ivan, you know, with, who's an addict with Alzheimer's, on the train by asking him, "Hey, Ivan, like how." Uh, Who's carrying the most cash then on, the, on this train car? Do you think you think you can spot him? And and his interior dialogue, Leo's is like little mental tasks. The doctor said, trying to keep him focused. It's really good. And I yeah. love how he points calm out, him like, down. Yeah, he could he could get away with like he could get all this people's stuff if he was really all the way there. Yeah, even at his age, like he's that even good. Underwear. I yeah. know if he can get yeah. an underwear off someone who who should have noticed that, <laughs> then he can he can get a whole train. Yeah, and and it's. I speak so much to Ivan's abilities and everything, but then they get to their stop, and the dialogue is, this is our stop, Ivan. Sure, I, I, he, where are we? Yeah, he's good. I also love, uh, they show a little bit more of Leo's good side, too, is that Ivan acts, like pickpockets somebody before mm. they get on the train, and Leo yeah. gives it back to the lady, and Ivan's like, why would you do that? And it's like, <laughs> it's like no, we're not doing that here. Like, never here. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, not out on the street. <laughs> like, those are the rules. Oh, and then we get what to the, the actual the day of the job the job it's gonna happen um you know who donnie reminds me of especially in this panel here of the job when he's him and leo are kind of kicking it and just kind of having a oh, weird conversation yeah reminds me of something like straight out of trans trans metropolitan oh, yeah. or whatever the, he just kind of looks like the dude before he, he, he gets does. tattooed up he does he looks like gloves. spider Jer jerusalem <laughs> yeah like the early years like matrix like a defect uh like one of the droid bots or whatever spider jerusalem yeah what a, what yeah. a great name <laughs> yeah oh man and this i love the planning of this i was i'm always like did ed brubaker figure this all out on his own or did like he consult with Guys, did you read crime books to figure out how to set just this all up? He's just on a crime watching binge. He, did, yeah. he, he was just really in character, and he just committed a bunch of crimes. Yeah, because they start off this thing by Donnie leaves a leaves a suspicious looking package in a Jewish deli in a certain location, a certain street. It felt very, especially when like yeah, he leaves a suspicious package, and they're having a conversation with the car. It felt so Ocean's Eleven to yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. At this point. I'm like, wow. Yeah, definitely. Like, then Donnie calls in a fake bomb threat to this de about this deli, and so all the cops leave, go there because apparently it's a popular, popular place, and all the cops are headed there. So now they can pull off their job, because then, because right after he does that, the uh, armored car leaves to go on its route, gets to gets del detoured from his route because they got the broken down car in there, and they go into the tunnel. And what I like. And they've got it all timed, so the armored car goes into the tunnel. The car right in front of them is Leo and Donnie. <laughs> and it's the rush hour, so they're kind of just stopped there, and they're, they're doing movie trivia, which I thought was great. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, the other two with the, the fake broken-down car, they come in behind the armored car. And Jeff, the cricket cop, his guys have uh, 
had a fake a tra- cause a traffic traffic jam 20 yards ahead and there's an abandoned car that Leo stuck there that says it's out of gas is all part of the plan um, and then Donnie starts having a seizure so that so they can get one of the uh, armored car guards out of the vehicle um, and that's pre- and that's that's pretty cool I won't say what exactly happens because a lot happens there yeah <laughs> um, yeah. Greta gets in the truck, in the armored vehicle. She gets the case with the diamonds. Um, and then we find out, oh, man, I hate spoilers for people. What? I mean, <laughs> but, but, it's but, got you know, a, Spoilers. I yeah. mean, you knew this going in. Plan goes sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plan goes sideways, um, very badly sideways. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all, everybody, pretty much everybody except Leo and, like, the crooked cop get shot. <laughs> Uh, oh man, oh man! Um, Greta and Leo—they miraculously get away. It's a—it's a great getaway. Yeah, I, I love their getaway. His getaway plan for this one, especially after seeing the first one in the opening of the book with his bike getaway. Yeah, this, this was definitely a great top. Yeah, and, and just like it, Leo had, had a, a little private ju- backup. Yeah, yeah his and own he, his own secret thing, which is yeah. great. Another, and it's another rule: never go into a score with only one exit. Yeah, but only he knew about this exit. That's great. So good. <laughs> um, and he, and he's mad at himself because uh, he bro- he feels like he broke a bunch of the other rules that he has for himself, which was like you know, t- still doing the job when yeah. the extra people he didn't know came in and all this stuff. Um, Have to self-flagellate later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so him and him and uh, Greta gotta get, get away, and I guess I can say Greta got shot, um, and she pops open the case. It's not diamonds. It's a bunch of bricks of heroin. <laughs> um, smack. Yeah. Horse. <laughs> and they're like, shit, that makes this much more complicated. Um, and you can't wear heroin out to fancy parties. Yeah. I, like how, <laughs> I like how later, in, or a little bit later, she talks about, like, oh, I knew, like, I knew it wasn't diamonds or whatever because it felt way heavier. Like, it yeah. felt like heroin. I'm like, oh, that's so, so weird to, like, think about, like, for somebody it's like, like bags that. of flour in a suitcase. Yeah. Like, this feels like bags of flour. Yeah, I was wondering that, too, when they said that line, because I was like, well, what does a suitcase full, a briefcase full of diamonds Sand. feel like? I mean, yeah, it, I guess diamonds, if you just have, like, one really fat, big one, it's probably worth five mil. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or if it's, like, a specialty, like, small type. Well, I love yeah. they also talk about, like, how much the, the heroin is worth. And it's like, oh, it's like 900000 I'm like, oh, it really lowers the stakes then. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was <laughs> like, yeah, like, we've, like, reduced it by, like, 50 times. But more complicated, though, still, because, we like, royalty is, yeah. uh, like, a drug a drug lord. Yeah, it turns out this is royalties. Um, his product, he's going to want that back, which puts pressure on the Jeff, the, the, the bad cop. Um this is all just spiraling out and more. So, yeah. So we end up, Greta passes out, wakes up later, and they're at this hideout. She doesn't know where it is. It's someplace Leo has brought her. He got her fixed up by a buddy he knew that was apparently in, in one of the wars was a field search. Oh, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Um, we see Jeff back at Royalties headquarters, compound, whatever, and he's getting the crap beat out of him. Punished. Um, because he lost the, he lost the, uh, this is the dope. Lost the drugs. Um, royalty kills Larry. Who I, I don't remember who Larry was. was. He was he was one of the he was the one of the cops that caused the plan to go sideways. Oh, 
They were the ones that were 20 yards up. Oh, okay. The, and they're the ones that pulled out gun, the guns that Leo was like, what are the, what were yeah. the guns? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, when he's yelling Larry's name, was like, I mean, we got to see him. He didn't even have a line. He oh. showed up. He showed up in like four panels and that was it. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, Sorry, he, here, here's something I can ask you guys. Got. I didn't, I forgot to look this up. Royalty says something here. Um, Motherfucking Chiba. But did, did you, did you get my lieutenant out of a spot? Yeah. What's a Chiba? A Chiba. I mean, at first I was, I was like, wait, does he mean, is that a reference to Sonny Chiba, the guy who used to be in all these ninja movies that were popular in the 70s, 80s? I hope so. That's really what I want. <laughs> That's to the be. only thing I can uh, think of. Chiba is a prefecture in Japan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> is Chiba worth visiting? Uh, what is a Chiba? Type in Chiba slang. Chiba slang. Because he says, now let's you and you and him go find my motherfucking Chiba, which makes me think, well, Chiba means marijuana. Oh, like go get, go find my drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So drug. Okay, yeah. Go find the heroin. Gotcha. gotcha. It is heroin, right? Bricks of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or he really thinks his marijuana. Maybe he doesn't even know what he's got going on. He's like, oh man. Turns my out royalty. Like that. <laughs> Turns out royalty is not all that smart. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm just like to deal weed. Like he's just like really like calm, like behind the scenes. What kind of weed is this? It's all powdery and white. What the hell? How do you roll it? <laughs> Sitting through. Bunch of Keith. Um, <laughs> was it was it you that never saw the other guys? I haven't seen the other guys. I know it's supposed to be really funny. Okay, we we only need to revisit that. I don't, or maybe I'm thinking of Starsky and Hutch. It's one of those two. Starsky and Hutch. No, it's the one with Will Ferrell and Owen Wilson. That's the other guys. Or no, no, no. Step Brothers. Owen Wilson, <laughs> Ben Stiller, Zoolander, and what's his name? Zoolander 2. No, the one where he's like in the prison and he's like, call me the dragon. You know what we're talking about? Where they're partner cops, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, and they're trying to track... Star, is it Starsky and Hutch? Is it? Um, is that Starsky, Starsky and Hutch? I think it might be Starsky I can't remember. I saw that. But there's a whole thing with like tracking down heroin and stuff, and they're like, it's just sugar. But it's like not. It's definitely, it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> like put it in their coffee. Like, no, it's just sugar. Why would you put it in your coffee? That's like the you because, put in your sleepy time because it tea. was special heroin that was untraceable because people it would go through the detectors as just sugar. So they got they got they got suspended and they took their sugar home with them and then they found that's how they found out when they started tripping tripping balls, seeing cartoon birds. Oh wow! I feel like these the writers don't know what heroin does to you. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> They weren't willing to commit to the <laughs> to the story. I guess it's not like as fun if like you just make it like these people like on the ground moaning and pleasure. <laughs> like you don't get like have fun cartoons. Yeah, you don't get like the you know white birds and stuff. Anyways, mm, yeah. um, oh, so so then we go back out to the hideaway where Greta and Leo are, and they're talking a lot. And you know, she, Greta's likable character too. I mean, it's just. She's in recovery now from the gunshot wound. Yeah. Um, they have a good discussion. Leo heads out in town again. Um, he's kicking himself because he thinks he blew. He's blown it. Um, he went ahead with the job anyway, even though it was always felt off. He, he's just totally second guessing everything now. Um, here's on the news about the heist, the drug traffic trafficking heist. Um, you know, and I just noticed he passes a sign. He's going back into the city. Yeah. Um, and he passes a sign that's half obscured by darkness. It looked to me like it might say Bay City. Bay City. Which was interesting because the, the, the prologue starts off with a, the, the bank job was um, 
at Salt Bay, Salt Bay Bank or something. So it could like. be so, Salt Bay City that he's going to. Yeah, yeah. Which you know doesn't matter. It's just I thought it was interesting. Oh, we actually saw a hint of this name of the town there, Salt um, Bay. So he meets up with some guys. He meets. Oh, he meets up with uh, gnarly and always oh, got Ivan there. Um, he had Ivan. Gnarly was taking care of Ivan. He had gnarly bring Ivan out here so they can all hole up at this place, which turns out is his. Uh, I think it's his father's. Old, it's his, his grandfather's. His grandfather's estate, which his grandfather's was put into a timeshare. Yeah, his grandfather's farm, which his grandfather put into a into a trust for his no mom because he didn't want his the dad. Son, yeah. He didn't, the grandfather didn't want his own son to get it because I guess his, we find out in dialogue that uh, Leo's dad got nabbed and went to prison and died in prison. Yeah. And that's one of the, Leo's other things. He's like, you know, I don't want to end up like my dad. I don't want to die in prison. So that's his big motivator for all of his rules and everything. I mean, it's worked. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked. So he gets Ivan and drops Ivan off, brings Ivan to the hideout. And of course, Ivan starts hitting on the Greta right away, and and they have a funny little dialogue, a couple exchanges, and and uh, do not do not humor Ivan, you know, because yeah. um, I like how Ivan says, says to her right away about Leo. He beats me, yeah. but no one will listen because I got Alzheimer's. And he's like, <laughs> "Don't Ivan quit telling people his, that." Yeah, his face from going from a <laughs> creepy, pervy old man to just that, <laughs> like, "Oh, I don't be- believe me." <laughs> He's an animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Leo's like, it's not funny. And I mean, you know, that look at it, they smiling. She liked it and she's smiling too. Yeah. It's it good. Because it is pretty funny. <laughs> Ivan's um, got a lot of humor. Yeah. And then she sees, he puts Ivan to bed and she sees a picture on the wall that gives her the clue that, oh, was that your parents? And that's when he reveals it's his grandfather's farm. And, um, and then she finds, and then she, and she notices, she asks him, oh, you just, you just shot Ivan up, right? So she figures out that Ivan's a drug addict. And and I thought it was there. And she, she tells him, you know, I can't have that around me. Um, not his sh- his stuff or the shit in that briefcase. Just hide it all. Yeah. Because, you know, she knows, you know, her own addictions. She can't risk it. Um, and then, then there, there I get the scene you're talking about where they talk about the money. It's 32 kilos of, of smack and what it's worth and how much more complicated this makes everything. <laughs> Um, but still, Leo's convinced, you know, we may be here for a while, but everything blows over eventually. Which, yeah, you hope. Yeah, so, like, while they're spending time together and stuff, like, they're at this diner, and some some folks are hitting on Greta, and they call... They call Leo a trouser pirate? That. <laughs> I never heard that before, but I guess before. it's a... It's a what they call the a bumpkin way of trying to be insulting and say gay, I guess. Is it, I was like, it's because of his soul patch. I was very confused when I got this one. I was like, I don't know, I'm gonna start using it though. <laughs> I mean, I've heard trouser snake, but I haven't heard trouser pirate. Yeah, you just want to go there and get that booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So stupid too. These two, these two redneck fuckers are trying to. Hit on her. I know her face, like when she uh, she snaps back at him, is pretty good. Like, let me know when you see any real men, and I will. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, damn. And of course, they don't even respond to her; they just respond to him. <laughs> yeah, they just but, walk up. But it was a good glimpse, another good glimpse that they were having a good conversation, and there's a little flirtation going on between them now, which yeah, I guess you kind of expect. They've known each other for a long time, and they're holed up in this 
place, just the two of them in a senile addict and, <laughs> and alone for days. Um, but they have some good dialogue after that because she's like, you know, you weren't afraid of those guys at all, were you? And no, he's afraid of other things. And then he talks about how violence has a ripple effect and it makes oh, things so go out of control. Deep. Yeah, it was such a good dialogue. And I try not to cause any ripples. Um, so my ego could take a few morons thinking they scared me. And, and, and she's liking him more because she's like, you're different than I always thought you were. And people usually are. Yeah, but it's usually a disappointment, she says with this little smile. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> so they go back to the hideout and, and uh, things proceed and they sleep together. And, and his dialogue, I mean, this is, you don't know anything about his, his romantic life or lack of it, but you get the hints here that this is something he never gets to experience. And in the morning when he wakes up, he's like, seems to have a whole new lease on life, Skip sense of direction. Step. Yeah. 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 He's like, wow, I'm feeling things I don't, don't usually feel. And he's not just thinking about, yeah, himself like escaping, it's thinking yeah. about the two of them escaping, getting out of the scenario. Yeah, not just survival, a little something more. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, and they and they sleep in way later, and Ivan wakes up at the crack of dawn, and he needs a fix, and Ivan knows this house, and, you know, and he, find, he finds, he finds, yeah, he finds a heroin that, that Leo stashed. <laughs> I just, now I was thinking of the frog, like, with heroin all over it. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> Breakfast of Champions. It's too bad, too, because, boy, I mean. He was a. What would you do? I mean, because, yeah, he, Leo hid it. So from her, yeah. there's no way she could have found it. But, of course, Ivan you yeah, know, his line is here. familiar with this place. Yeah, when she's like, no, you hid it from you, but he knows this house. He yeah. knew this house. Yeah. And meanwhile, back in the city, uh, Jeff, the bad cop, has been hooked up with this uh Really gross. A Delron, like who's the Delroy per- Delron yeah, guy? Yeah, who's the person that was caught with the drugs and who is going to court? Yeah. So some at some point they got him out, and he's like loyalty's number two guy. Yeah, yeah, his and lieutenant. Yeah, they're trying to track down the drugs. Yeah, he is. Yeah, gross. yeah. They go to they go to Greta's apartment because they know about her daughter, and oh, and this guy is just so so gross. Yeah. Um. Back at the, back at the ranch, <laughs> Leo uh, lots of jumping now finds out about the, the sees finds out what Ivan did, finds Ivan. Ivan is OD'd because this heroin is it's uncut, it's pure, and it's it's potent shit. He killed the poor old man, um, and that really even more Leo's is like regretting getting involved with his job. I mean, he's convinced, you know, I just killed Ivan. He's dead because of me. She tries to talk him out of feeling that way, but of course, you know, he's going to feel that way. Um, but she's still trying to reach him, and there's just something he can't tell her. And then he buries Ivan in the in the forest, and we see some flashbacks to uh, Leo's childhood when Ivan was when they were all young with Tommy, um, Leo's dad, when they were teaching him, started teaching him this pickpocketing skills and everything, and and uh, he's a natural. Yeah, and Tommy didn't want to do it at first because of his his wife would have killed him. But Ivan had told him, you know, we're in this life. We either gotta, you either have to find a new career or we might as well teach Leopold here how to survive in this life because he's in it. Mm-hmm. So either get at get him out of it or teach him how to survive in it, which I thought was, well, that's pretty smart. I mean, those are your options. Yeah, very interesting. 
Yeah, or at least those are the options I felt like they had. Um, and we see a flashback to, to Leo's dad going off to jail, and, and which eventually leads him to prison and being out of Leo's life. Um, and dying. Yeah, yeah. Have a great conversation again at the graves at the grave site there with uh, Greta and Leo, and she's you know she's trying to connect and he's shutting down. Um, and you know they have an argument there, and and God, this is such a great scene. She ends up being mad, and he won't let her in. She ends up getting mad, and she calls him a fucking coward. And God, the look on his face, and the look on her face, because she's just so shocked at herself and disappointed in herself for saying that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, I didn't expect such emotional drama in a heist in a heist comic. Yeah, it definitely really brought like brought it yeah um so a little while later we see he's packing up the car he's got the drugs he's packing up he's gonna go into town he's apparently figured out a way to fix this if he can he's not gonna tell her what that is he's just gonna leave her there um which again colton that's another great scene at her final shot of her almost the final shot the profile and she's just saying damn it and she's smoking and the smoke is wafting up from the cigarette and her mouth but there's a tear coming down tears coming mm-hmm. down the side yep. of her face it's it like, was oh, really good geez that was nice and then she goes in the house and we we discover that oh the one brick that uh i haven't got into is still there in the bathroom and you're like oh shit now she's there alone fighting her addictions and there's another open brick of of Smack there. What's she gonna do? And the panels are just go back and forth between close ups of the brick, her her wondering what she's gonna do, her lighting a cigarette, her looking at the brick, walking away from the brick, the <laughs> close up of the cocaine or the heroin. And then another shot of the Frank Kafka private eye strip. Um, <laughs> just to cleanse the, po- the palette. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back at uh, Greta's apartment. Bad guys have uh, killed Greta's mom. They have her daughter now, captive. And Leo's gone into town. He's met with a old, woman. Old who, childhood friend. Yeah, a woman who used to be a, a, in the criminal life, but uh, I don't she, know if she's like her family was part of the criminal life. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. So they they spent time together and hung out, but she chose to. Yeah, she do, got, She chose to do the opposite of like get out of that life. Yeah, thing. she got out. Now she's uh, works. In, she's a cop. She works internal affairs. Roman, you, there's a whole part in this conversation between them that maybe just blowing my mind too where they talk about uh that they're the second generation and there was a first Mm. generation like is that explored in the later issues then of criminal that like maybe these characters i don't know i I don't know because i haven't actually read those because that would be a great foreshadowing like very subtle foreshadowing yeah i I bet it is like some watch some like reverse watchman yeah you know i mean we'll always have we'll always be able to come back to volume two gosh I know it's kind of got my uh, Goodreads list. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet it is. Ending list of things to get. Oh, and one of the other good things, when they first meet and they hug, she asks him, she pulls away, and she asks him, are you carrying? And Leo's carrying a gun, which is totally unlike him, but, you know, after things, everything that's happened and that argument with Greta, he's coming to town to to uh, to fix things one way or another. <laughs> and packing a gun, that's bad. That's totally unlike him. Very bad sign. 
Um, so they have a good conversation about all this because, and he knows that she's IA, which is perfect to have a friend in internal affairs because you know they know everything. They figure out everything, even stuff they can't do anything about. They know about. And yeah, she's pretty much giving them like the lowdown on who's the drugs belong to. Yep. Who's wor- who works for that person? What he's up against? Yeah. All the information needs to know about Jeff, kind of thing, which is really nice. Yeah, and it's amazing and so smart and it just makes things even worse <laughs> things are going to get bad before they ever get better if yeah. they do <laughs> things are going to get even worse before they get better is what i meant to say um and she's like you know you should have came to me before but he didn't think he didn't think you'd have to so so they split up and he leaves um he's outside of greta's apartment no not greta's apartment seymour's um, seymour's seymour's yeah. the, fir- the first guy that got him involved in all this he's gonna go uh scope out his place scope out his place maybe ransack it if seymour's not there and we see back at the farm greta thinks see some headlights coming up the drive and she thinks it's uh leo thinks it's leo but leo's back in seymour's apartment um he's wondering where where seymour is and he notices uh there's a new phone message so he plays it Finds out it's Jeff, the crooked cop, talking about, oh, we we got a lead on that package, and we're going to go out to the sticks. And he's like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, because Seymour and Jeff and Delron <laughs> are out there at the farm. What a name. Uh, tracked him down. And, of course, poor Leo. He's zoom- he's zooming back out there, leaves the city, zooming back out to the farm, and the, the heading of this chapter is just too late. Uh, I was really hoping this would... Uh... I was really hoping this would be a, a red herring and just not mean what it was actually going to mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Brubaker doesn't waste time letting you think things are going to maybe get better. I mean, the third panel of this chapter, he op- Leo opens the door, and there's Greta. Yeah, and, like, it took me a minute to notice the first time, but, like, yeah, she's really nailed down to the floor I didn't notice oh. that the first time. I thought she just got shot, but no, it's a little bit extra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought she just got shot, too. I didn't even notice the hammer and nails there. Yeah. Oof. Ugh. Oof. Delron, you yeah. sick son of a bitch. Yeah. And it's and it's so, so well written that, you know, I don't feel too bad spoiling that for listeners because the stuff that we're not spoiling, which is, is all the... Emotional connective and personal tissue. connect, yep. yeah, the connective tissue. Yeah, I mean, that's that, what's, that's where that's like, the, the real, real meat story. of the story. It's so good. Yeah, um, I mean, well, there's something coming up. Do you want to spoil that, or do you want to keep that a surprise? Um, what 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 are we? Uh, it well, is, well, here, why, why don't you take it away now? Okay, well, I'm gonna and, point and to it real and quick, spoil. and you tell me. Okay, uh, this part right here. Do you want do you want that to be the big oh. who reveal, or do you want that to you want that to Let, let's keep that one a secret. Keep that one a secret. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can mention that they're allude to it. Anyways, Seymour is the only one left here in the house. Mm. Uh, he was told to wait around. Greta broke his nose, and talks about how Delron's back with the kid and Jeff. And they have her, and he can't, they're not leaving until he gets a score. So he's like, Jeff, give me the give me the drugs, and you can have the girl. And obviously Jeff, like, you know, it's going to be another double cross, takes him out to where the drugs are. But the whole time he's kind of talking about, you know, like his secret kind of thing. Like he's got this secret and, you know, he's being called a coward. And then, you know, 
Edward Baker reveals a really cool secret about about uh, uh about Leo that Leo, we yeah. that we I I was not expecting and I really really thought that was cool. Yeah, it was. And I guess I guess from this point out, like I yeah, I wouldn't want to like spoil too much, but he you get to see a you get to see a lot of things you weren't expecting from Leo that are really really cool. Yeah. Um, but basically he's he. <laughs> He takes care of Delron. He takes care of getting the daughter back. And at this point, it is no longer about escaping. It is a matter of just ending ending what's already begun at at this point. So yeah. we the, the the final part of this story is just him, you know, getting getting to gnarly, getting the da- getting the daughter safe. Uh, popping some popping some oxycodone and suiting up, and he heads out to confront Jeff and royalty. Yeah, because along the way he'd been shot. <laughs> and yeah, and one final confrontation, kind of thing. And the way it goes down, we want to keep that non-spoilery as well. Yeah. But it, the way it ends is really good because it's it, so it, good. It's so it's so well done, and it feels like a perfectly good wrap up. To mm-hmm. where we talked about from the beginning, it's a very self-contained, yeah, book. Yeah, and it, and it definitely like gets in all there, you know, all the rules he broke and everything. You see, you even see some of his pickpocketing skills again, um, in unexpected pick, ways. Yeah, his pickpocketing <laughs> skills are amazing. And yeah. it's it's like one of the things where like there's a book and it ends like I want to, I feel bummed that the story's over or whatever if yeah. it's like a one shot thing. This is actually one of those ones where. I both really enjoyed it, and I was completely fine with it being a one-time thing. It it was perfect for me. It was I, perfect to you. Yeah, it was perfect to me. I really, really dug this. This was really, really cool. And, you know, the art style was very different than what I'm used to seeing, but I loved, you know, all the facial expressions that all these characters gave. I think, like, the only things I didn't like was Donnie's weird, uh, Donnie. yeah, spider, <laughs> spider Jerusalem haircut thing <laughs> that just felt so out of character to everybody else's, like, appearance. But, like, everybody's facial expressions that, you know, Sean Phillips did was really good. You got to see the emotion from all the characters, even the ones that didn't matter. You yeah, really, you really, matter. well, like uh, the the bumpkins out at the diner. Those bumpkins could be criminal volume six. <laughs> it's all about I, them. It's like, you know, it's like volume like sixty three. Yeah, her reactions are so good in this. Yeah, on that page, and when the bumpkins, and I like when the two rednecks leave, and she's like, "Christ, what a, what a, what a fucking waste!" <laughs> wow, genuine bumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> but and then you know. And not just how you, how you talked about that Leo is a character that has a lot on his mind. It it both shows in Brubaker's writing, but also Phillips's you know expressions for him. Like he draws his expressions so well that you can see, you can see that there is a lot in this man's head going on. And I yeah. I just really really liked it. It was really good. I yeah if you yeah, know if we want to skip I'm, right to the rating thing, I would give it a ten. Wow. Yeah. You know, I yeah I would too actually. I mean even after reading it and then now looking at the cover, I'm like oh wow. It's clever how the cover, it's it's doesn't mean anything, but until after you've read the whole thing, including the very end, and you're like, oh wow, that cover is it does mean something quite poignant. Poignant. Yeah, I'd give it a ten. I'm really looking forward to reading everything else. Criminal now. What about what about you, I, Colton? I feel like as I look up the perfect actor who I thought would play this character well. Uh, 
I feel like a 9.5, but then I also, there's no reason why I wouldn't give it a 10. Yeah. And so I feel like I have to give it a 10 then. I'm just like a pessimistic person and don't ever want to say anything's perfect. It's okay. You can, you can, you can do that. You can, you can keep it from being perfect. You can, there's a nine out of 10 is always really good because it means there's always room for improvement. It's how I rate my personal score for myself. I'm a nine out of ten. I always got. I always have an. Extra, I always have extra room for improvement. You know, an average is five. So I hear you really think highly of yourself. Well, I mean, uh, a I'm five give, on a grading scale okay. is like an F. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a nine point five, uncut kilos of heroin. Oh, I like that. Uh, oh, that's really good. How much is that worth again? Oh, <laughs> we got to do the math for that. What's the, what's the dollar? Uh, that's something much, else. Not, I, not, not as much as five million. <laughs> after that was something else I was impressed by in this. They. Uh, because of the lifestyles, I guess, they do numbers and math so quickly. I was like, man, I can't figure that out that quickly. I don't really get it what they do. After looking at some of the cover arts at the back, like the variant cover or whatever they are, all I could think of this uh, one where it's him with Greta in the background, like in the with the red backdrop and in the tunnel, is I feel like Charlie Hunnam could play this character with oh. the goatee pretty well. The guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I think he could, I think he could be a good cowardly Leo. I get, also get it like cowardly Leo, cowardly lion. Oh, could be. Wow, oh, yeah. wow. What a what a stretch that I'm making. No, okay. I don't think so. That's I mean that's probably why Brubaker named him that. Oh my it's gosh, that association. Do you, think, do you think he was like binge watching between Wizard just, of Oz? It's just all Wizard and of Oz kind of things. <laughs> so Criminal Volume Two is someone's got to have a brain or a heart in that one. Ripped out. Oh, gosh, and then like it gets real weird because you get to like his last piece and there actually are flying monkeys. You're like. Whoa. <laughs> it's all real. But it's something you see flying monkeys when you're on heroin. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got the flying dragon. Uh, well, so, yeah, that was criminal. Great read. Great choice that we yeah, stumbled great. into. Well, thanks. I'm yeah. glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, the universe uh, had a will. Yeah. Right? And it channeled it through you. Well, now that we've, cool. we've experienced the universe's will through Roman, what is your will, Colton? What is your pick for episode 17? Um, I will be done. <laughs> Let us and uh, the Infinity Gems know. I okay. I have to like hash out two with you. Okay, we, we're uh, here. To, we're here to help. I was thinking Daredevil Reborn, or uh, the first volume Alias. Ooh. Is it Resurrected? What What is it? The one where he, the Frank Miller one, the classic Daredevil one. Where born he, again? Is it Born again? Born. Yeah, Born, born again. again. Okay, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Oh man. Which part me is some like? Do I just want Defenders book now? If I'm just asking for these <laughs> two, specific... I feel like Alias could be a fun one, like the original Bendis one, because yeah. female hero. It's a little bit different. Let Let's do that. That's kind of a nice. Alias. I mean, Alias volume. Yeah. That's kind I, of a nice follow up. To yeah. This good too. like transition back into yeah. like. Back now, into now, now we're going back to like kind of good. We're at like uh, neutral good or whatever. <laughs> like, and then we'll soon or lawful. Oh, man, we're gonna neutral. Be... I'm going to be finishing up Alias. I'm going to be back on that binge of season one, Jessica Jones with the Purple Man. And you're just going to be oh, drinking. Jessica? <laughs> that was my favorite Marvel uh, Netflix, show? Netflix show. Yeah, Jessica I, Jones. I, I think thought it was really well done, but I'm so biased because I – well, Luke Cage was mine, but my strong no. second was Iron Fist. Oh, See, I still have to uh, finish the uh, last season of Jessica Jones same. and Luke Cage. I think Jessica Jones had, like, the best portrayal of, like, a female – friendship and like sisterhood of like so many i can't even think of a show that has a better portrayal of that there was a between her and trish which makes me sad that they're not Mm. like sisters in the comics 
was so great of a tweet that I saw of somebody showing screenshots of like the Jessica Jones TV show, and it's like the Jessica Jones Netflix show created the color purple. <laughs> this is like so. Yeah. It made so it, it made it a mood. I got it was actually so good, and that intro <laughs> like that, so amazing. All right, so yeah, stay tuned for um, next episode. I, I don't, don't don't mean to interrupt. Uh, do we have an email address we or something? We do. Thank you for <laughs> wow, catching Roman, me on that one. Gold star. Uh, yeah. If you have any comments or thoughts on Criminal here from Image Comics by Edward Baker and Sean Phillips, let us know at infinitycontentcomics at gmail.com. I'm going to double check that real quick to verify that that's what it is. And just kidding, I already know. It is <laughs> infinitycontentcomics at gmail.com. But yeah, if you have any thoughts on this current book we just read or the upcoming alias by Brian Michael Bendis, feel free to email us at that one and until can, next time and can they even if they have suggestions for something they want us to read oh well yeah next one uh after we finish colton's pick will be the next uh the next one where it's out of our hands will we be ah. we'll we'll have a way for people to vote kind of like how we did the first one yeah oh that's right we'll kind of yeah. like cycle through how we've been doing we all pick and then we'll have some creative way of having a book picked for us so we're not completely in in control of the wheel because I, I like you know sometimes living a little dangerously i'm not yeah. a coward uh so yeah you can email us until next time uh be sure to stay tuned because you've got your live podcast for perfectly acceptable podcast coming up episode 150 150 on thursday at the shakedown yeah. yeah congratulations the shakedown yeah. a bar here in bellingham yep. Uh, yeah, live show. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have some artists. You're gonna. Uh, I'm. I'm not even sure what we're doing. We're gonna have some audience participation, interaction, oh, that amazing. kind of thing. Um, we're Get sloshed and just ask some dumb questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first time we've ever done this, and we're all nervous. And I, I'm just, excited. You're at a bar, so no matter what, you can drink to the point where you're not nervous. Yeah, get that's some, true. Get some yeah. Peruvian. See, that's what I'm worried about. I don't going. want to drink to the point where I'm like, like, yeah, fucking comics. Yeah. You can. What Does the, the shakedown do Peruvian bear fuckers? I don't think I, I've, I don't even know uh, what that is. Yeah, oh. Peruvian. Uh, well, okay. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, so Peruvian bear fucker is a drink I've only ever had out of caps. Yeah, it's the only place I've ever even remotely been taken to that has it. But it's a beer drop shot uh, that the chemical mixture of it makes it taste like a creamsicle. Yeah, it's orange orange juice. I've had this. Yeah. yeah. My my na- my upstairs neighbor, she's a bartender at Caps. Oh, there you yeah, go. Last, yeah, last, yeah, last summer, we, uh, my landlord and the tenants, the four of us, all went down there. And yeah, I've I've had one. Perfect. I didn't yeah. know what it was called, but <laughs> yep, that's what they are. <laughs> Maybe Shakedown has their own version of it. So yeah, I'll yeah, be there Thursday be. to cheer you on. And yeah, until next time, we will see you all later.